Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion. And because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us, and we're the hosts of The Mom Hour. On this show, we're joined by a team of unique mom voices from across the country and in different stages of motherhood to bring you tips, ideas, and encouragement, and to help you feel a little less alone. We all know that motherhood is a lot easier when real moms share honest truths and remind each other that it's all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to episode 427 of the Mom Hour. I am Sarah Powers here with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan, how are you? Hey, Sarah, how are you liking your hair today? Well, we're going to talk about that. Like, (laughs) you know, this minute, maybe not so much, but in general, I'm kind of loving my hair right now. Yeah. Right now, my hair is kind of uh, somewhere on the meh, I'm going to say, like in the meh range. But overall, I'm in a transitional period. I can't wait to hear about your transitional period because I know you've been having one for the last like year now. Um, And I'm excited to hear more about it. Yes, yeah, so this is what we're talking about today. This is what you have opted into, friends, if you are listening to this episode. It's a little fluffy, a little frivolous, but hey, we like to do that on occasion here at the Mom Hour. It's actually similar to like a more than mom episode that we would typically do on a Sunday, but I don't know. We're in charge, Megan. There are five Tuesdays in August. We just decided we're talking about hair today. Well, you know, I also have to say that um, hair is a big topic for moms because often you know, if you're really busy and like just running around and got a toddler on your hip, like no matter what stage you are of motherhood, your hair is the thing that probably sets the tone for how you feel about yourself going out into the world. And it like, it says a lot. It says a lot about the stage you're in. So this is the stage that we're in right now. And we're going to talk about our hair in the stage of life that we're in right now. But I think we've had other episodes where we've talked about our hair in different stages of motherhood. Definitely. And that we're calling this episode beyond the mom bun, like wink, wink, because we've both gone through phases of life where there was kind of like a perma messy bun or for you, Megan, you just chopped all yours off at one point and like, didn't deal with it at all for a decade. So, um, we are definitely coming out of that. I would say in our midlife, in our forties. And it is fun to talk about. Do I have about- to though? Because now I'm back to, I'm kind of back to it. Well, I'll talk about a little bit more about that. I'm now back to like my 46 year old version of the mom bun. Yeah. I'm not sure it's any better, yeah. but well, it's, <laughs> it it's different. Um, yes. well, shout out to our listener, Kyla, who is from Australia, which is really fun. But, um, when we posted at the very end of June, we posted on Instagram that we were taking 
kind of the month off. And you all know that by now we did it something different with the schedule in July. And in that Instagram post, we each had a selfie up. Um, and Kyla commented and just said, can I request a more than mom episode on hair, your current hair situation, style, styling, et cetera, please based on these awesome pics, which first of all, that's very flattering. I mean, we chose, I think we chose photos that we generally felt looked like us and were flattering, Mm -hmm. but, um, I don't show my gray grow out face that often, like in a photo. So um, I have gotten some requests to talk about growing out the grays and Kyla requested a hair episode. So Kyla, here we are. That's what we're talking about today. Yes, absolutely. Well, I guess, I mean, should we just jump in by saying, just giving kind of the temperature read? Cause I know yeah. we're going to talk a lot about your, your gray journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think maybe we can start by just saying like where, how we feel about our hair right now and what, what, what's going on with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can go first. I mean, right now, this minute, like I'm touching my head to feel what did I did? What I, what did I do? So I went for a walk this morning. I pulled my hair into like a high ponytail and then flipped it under. It's not quite the bun, but you know, the flipped under ponytail. Um, so right this moment, my hair does not look cute as we will get into. I have been growing out my grays for almost a year as of this recording, about 11 months as of this recording. So when my hair is pulled back, you see all of the gray growth, um, but there's nothing styling happening right now this minute. And and a little later, I'll talk about like how that impacts how I feel about myself with the gray. But um, it's a pretty typical look for morning when I haven't done anything or gone anywhere. Um, but I would say generally right now, like right now, August 2023, I am really happy with my hair. Like when I take the time to style it and, um, right now the cut that I have, the stage that the gray growth is in. Um, and I would say the general like healthiness of my hair, I'm, I'm in a really good hair state. So that's like a two part answer. Like, no, it does not look cute at this exact moment in time, but these days in general, I'm really happy with it. So tell me just so we can get a visual of you sitting there in your like completely fake um how many inches of gray would you say you have at this point that's a great question I am gonna say five to six something like that quite significant like yeah actually if you well here's a good way to picture it um I always love like a, a pretty high ponytail so if I pull back to a high ponytail the gray now reaches the rubber band And you can even see like the other side of the rubber band, the very, very top of the ponytail itself is a high, is a, is gray. So does that make sense? So, and that's with a high pony. Yeah. And, um, I mean, I know you'll probably share some photos, but I have been struck by how different that five inches looks depending because it's, it's like, it can sometimes look like it's literally all the hair on top of your head. Yeah. And then sometimes it looks like it's just kind of sprinkled through and really not like that. So I'm sure that impacts as well, how you feel about it. We will, we will get into what is, I guess, called your gray pattern. Like everybody has a Ah, different gray pattern and I didn't really know what mine was, but yeah, we'll get into that. Okay. Well, I'll talk a little bit about how my hair is right this very moment. It is in a claw clip. (laughs) Uh, That is my new version of the mom bun because they came back into style and you can find them everywhere now. And in a lot of ways, I like it better than having to mess with um, a scrunchie or bobby pins. It's just so easy. I 
I think it looks cute enough, I guess. Um, so, okay, I'm already <laughs> stopping you. Is it? Okay. Are you doing the claw clip like your hair is being pulled down more to a low pony and then you twist it up and claw it from there? Or what else? Well, how at are this you claw very moment, I sort of, because um, my hair has gotten pretty long, so I sort of twist it and I make like a little loop at the top. Yep, I know exactly what you and mean. And then I clip it yep. further down. I have found there is a a direct relationship between the height of my, of my clippy, the stuff that's sticking out and how I feel about it. It's kind of like the more haphazard, it looks the better. And Mm -hmm. if it's too low, it looks very severe. I think, Mm -hmm. um, I, I guess I'll give you a little background. I grew, I had had a pixie or some kind of short hair for a really long time. So I had like kind of shortish hair through most of my twenties. Well, almost all my twenties. I had shortish to short hair And then at about 32 or 33, I cut it really, really short and had a pixie until about 38. And then I started growing it out. Um, I would say by six years ago, so by about 40, it looked long. Like it didn't look like growing out hair anymore. Yeah, it was like shoulder length or... Yeah, it was like shoulder length Ponytail length, yeah. Yeah. Um, And I, I very purposely did not get layers cut in. I didn't get... I didn't cut it for a style. I kind of purposely didn't want to do that because for so long I had had such styled hair and you know how that is. It's like a totally different thing. Um, having a hair, like having a cut that you need to arrange a certain way every day and use certain product. So that was my life for a really long time. And although that was very quick and easy when my kids were little, like it took no time at all to do a pixie. It's still, if I didn't do anything with it, you could tell (laughs) it still had something had to be done. Right. Yeah. And I was kind of ready to go in a very different direction and just have like high school hair. That's what I thought of it. Just like long. I know what you mean. Yeah. Sort of shapeless flowing hair. Um, When I, yeah, well, it's well, because when I think back to high school, it's very similar. Like when I'd curl it for a football game, I looked great. And then there was like every day of the way I went to school, which was not great. It was like, I took a shower 20 minutes ago and now it's going to slowly air dry and you know, all the things. So Um, that's how I feel about it now. Like if I take the time right now to blow it all the way dry or, or curl it or do something, do, um, you know, flat iron waves or something like that, I feel good about it. But like, I'm finding that less and less am I doing that. And more and more I am reverting to this sort of clipped look. Um, now the clip bun I have noticed is like preferable to, a ponytail because when I do a ponytail, it pulls back really hard. Yeah. And I've always had widow's peaks. And I don't know if as I'm getting older, if they're actually getting more pronounced and thinner, or if it's just that I'm more a like more self-conscious about possibly looking like I'm balding. But like yeah. it really like I have quite distinctive widow's peaks. So it looks best if I have like little fringes of hair down on the sides. Uh-huh. And I had bangs about four years ago, and those still create this nice little you know, the little fringies, right? They're yes. not all the way grown out. Um, it's a lot easier to do that with a clip because I can mess with it more and it's looser. Yeah. And there's a difference between like a clip, even a clip bun that takes, you know, 30 seconds to 90 seconds at most, sometimes five seconds that can be done with intention and look cute or it can look kind of crummy. So even the way I feel yeah. about my clip bun changes well, from day to day. And I would say, cause I've been doing the claw clip a, a bit lately too. I would also say that whether you, how your hair has dried and been styled or lack of style um, totally influences how cute the clip bun looks like I have for a long time lived under this fallacy that like 
the messy pony or the clip is for when you didn't dry or style your hair. But actually, if I dry and style my hair cute, then let's say I do like a clippy the next day. Mm -hmm. It also looks cute. Like what I am learning is like the taking the time to style my hair once really pays major dividends for the next like four or five days. Cause I, it does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Your everything will look better from putting it up to just brushing it out the next day or whatever. Even if the curl is basically gone, it still just looks better. better. And yeah. And maybe it's summer, you know, we're like at the end tail end of summer. And I wonder if I've just run out of steam, but anyway, all that is to say, I do feel like maybe I'm ready to consider a style again. Maybe. But I've also decided I think I'm ready to stop dyeing my hair at home. Now, this is a big, this is a big, uh, I don't know, like change for me, right? Because I have been dyeing my hair mostly at home. Like I might go to the salon once, twice a year, and that's on a good, in a good year. You know, since COVID, I don't think I went at all. Um, I very much mostly do it at home, including sometimes highlights. Like sometimes I'll buy that. I think it's um, maybe L'Oreal has a kit with the highlights built in. It's like the red box and it's got, Mm -hmm. and anyway, uh, and I feel fine about it. But what I'm noticing is that in order to keep the brassiness at bay, I have to, it's not even really my roots. It's the, the fact that my hair wants to get really brassy. I'm having to do it so much. I actually think it's a waste of money now. Yeah. It's starting, it used to feel really economical because I could do a box every six weeks for, you know, six or $7 and it looked fine. I don't, I'm not doing way crazy colors. I'm basically doing the same two shades of a cooler blonde to, t- to t- kind of tame down the um, brassiness over and over and over, but now it's not really cutting it. Mm-hmm. So if I, if I just keep doing it, it's like, I'm using way too much. I'm doing it too often. It's probably not good for my hair. So I did go before I got married, I went to a salon and, um, she didn't get, she didn't understand the assignment the first time the okay. stylist, my hair was way too dark. Like, I don't, I don't know what she was thinking. It was not what I asked for, but I went Does that back. mean that your wedding photos were, did you, did that impact how you felt at your wedding? We no, never really talked it. about that. Oh, she fixed it before. Oh, like okay. I went back like the day before I got left it. Got it. And was like, no, you need to fix this. Cause this isn't what I asked for. And then she got it. And, um, she said, okay, so from now on, if you don't want to keep using all over, I think it's because I had her do an all over color and highlights and the all over color. Well, there was a few reasons. Maybe I shouldn't be going to the stylist anymore, but you know, sometimes just getting in with someone, yeah. it's like half the battle. So she did an all over color that was too dark. And I even said, I just think that's darker than I want to go in one shade, like in one jump. And she said, well, that's your net. That looks like your natural color. It matches. And I said, I know, but like my natural color is only goes half an inch. And then everything else kind of just always goes back to really blonde. Even if I were to bring it down a couple shades with dye, it would sort of end up lightening back up again. Mm -hmm. So I said, I just don't think this is going to look right. Then she also did the highlights with the all over color, which I had never seen done before. And I said, I didn't even know you could do that. And she said, some people don't, but I do. And I was like, oh, well, what happened is the highlights really didn't take. And she, and then when I came back, she said, yeah, that's the thing with all over doing the all over color and the highlights at the same time, then you can't put someone under the, um, under the heat okay? because you can't then, because yeah, the whole thing thing would bake (laughs) in and then the all over color would just run everywhere. So I was like, well, then why did you do it that way? Like if you knew it wouldn't work, but it felt like maybe she was just trying to make it go fast. Yeah. You know, anyway, I went back in, 
She fixed it. And then she said, if you want to avoid the all over color in the future, I would recommend doing low lights and highlights from now on. And so I went back and had just low lights put in like three weeks ago. And I'm pretty happy with it. Okay. Um, so here I am on this precipice of a possibly getting a new style mm-hmm. of some sort, un- some undetermined cut. sort. Yeah. A cut. And maybe also stop home dyeing. And then I would let my temples go gray. Cause really the only thing that's consistently gray is from like my widow's peak down to my ears. Mm-hmm. So the sides of my face and my, and my temple. So I'm not going to be doing like what you're doing. I'm not even sure my hair would do what yours is doing mm-hmm. right now, but I'm very eager to hear more about your gray journey because I might be on some version of it. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to talk about. Sarah, our sponsor Vionic is back today with their Vionic Vitals collection. These shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring, which will be here before we know it. We've already talked about my Uptown Loafers and Willa Slip-On Flat and your Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, but this collection also includes the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker. That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe. And the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion. Yeah, and let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya, is back on the show today, and I just really love this company. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk most parents don't really want their growing kids eating. That's why Haya, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin, was created. That's right, Megan. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern kids' diets to provide the full-body nourishment they need. And Haya vitamins have a yummy taste kids love, too. So we were just talking to Katie on our team, Megan, and she was saying that when they get down toward the bottom of the Haya vitamin bottle, her boys are fighting over who gets the last one. Oh, I love it. And I also love that Katie can feel good about that, right? Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door. So parents never need to worry about running out. And we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. Okay, Sarah, so I've got some questions about your gray grow out. You ready? I'm ready. I'm in the hot seat. Well, let's just start with why. Why, Sarah? Why? (laughs) Why did you do this to yourself and all of us? No, kidding. I really like your gray, but I'm sure it was a big decision. Yeah. So I had been fighting the battle of like, if I didn't want, if I wanted to cover my grays, it was getting an increasingly like full-time job. Basically before COVID I was going into the salon and I had a great stylist who didn't charge me a whole lot, but I still, and we did it quickly, but I was at every five weeks and this is before COVID. So this is like in 2019, I was at every five weeks in the salon 
And that was more time and money that I wanted to be spending. And five weeks already was stretching it. And this is now like four years ago. Um, so by the by week three and four, I was using a spray sometimes where I was feeling self-conscious. Okay, so then COVID. And during COVID, I learned to do it at home. And I actually really liked that for a couple of years. Um, so there's the piece of it that just like if you're covering your grays, it becomes an increasingly it's like a losing battle because my hair is getting grayer and my hair grows pretty fast. So, the, and I, I liked my hair in a dark Brown. So I, unlike a blonde, um, where you can get away with a little bit more, like it's not, the contrast isn't so great. My contrast was always like really noticeable to me. So there's that piece of it. Um, Sarah, I want to really quickly interrupt yeah. you because I think that there are listeners we've heard from over the years who are really surprised to hear that I'm the blonde and you're the oh, brunette. Oh, you know, I was going to say always, not always, but many people have told us that they <laughs> picture us the opposite, that they yes. picture. Mm -hmm. So if that was you, you might be like, wait, what? Wait, so what? I am the blonde yes. and Sarah's the brunette. This is the so episode where you find out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, it's a really different thing growing gray hair out on dark brown mm -hmm. hair. Yeah. And yeah. I was actually coloring my hair a couple shades darker than natural my natural natural brown I mean now my hair is salt and pepper natural but my natural brown is pretty ashy it's a pretty um mid-level it's not my favorite brown to be honest and I was actually dyeing it a deeper kind of richer warmer dark brown and so then the contrast was even more and of course the um the the where my gray grows is like you all around my face so it just felt really obvious Although I guess it's obvious too for those who have really gray in their part, um, mm. that also can be very obvious. And my part is not as gray. So the you still asked why. The why yes. was I felt like if I do it now, I will get to see what my whole head looks like when I'm, I guess, midway gray. And I thought if I wait another 10 years, so I'm 43 right now. I was 42 when I started this process. Um, and I started getting pretty gray in my early thirties. Um, I, I thought if I wait another 10 years, it will be more like socially acceptable, I guess, or more, I'll, I'll be in better company of women who lots of gray haired women around me. If I wait till my mid fifties say, but then I'm going to be completely gray if I wait until then. And I thought yeah. I might be kind of sad to not know, like, what was my whole head of hair like when I was in this halfway process. And there was like a real pull toward, this is almost like a little woo woo, but there was a pull toward like my body is actually mid evolution right now. It's changing in this really like pretty significant way. And I'm not witnessing it because I'm covering it up. And so that that's like gets into a little like woo woo or psychology, but I felt like I wanted to actually know what was happening. Um, and then also it's easy to get influenced by the Instagrammers who are yes. going gray. And there's a lot of, um, I just, I felt this pull toward like, I want to be a fashionable gray haired person. Like I don't want to stop dying it and stop caring. I actually want to care a lot about my hairstyle and the products I use and have a lot of fun with hair. I just want to do it with gray hair. Okay. So this sounds like it could be, I agree, like exciting to see what it looks like. You have no idea. It's like, yeah, it's, it's a, a total surprise. mystery yeah. and a surprise. And also um, inspiring because you're being inspired and influenced by all the other people who, even including young women yeah. who are purposely dyeing their hair really beautiful shades of silver and like purpley silver and stuff. Um, so there's all that going on. But then there's like the, how do I do this? So did you just do it? 
or did you work with a stylist? Like, how did you decide how to grow it out? I mean, that sounds so dumb because it's like you just let it grow. Yeah. But I know there's got to be, you're Sarah, so there's got to be some strategery here. Well, actually, what I did was realize there's a lot of strategery, and then I decided to do none of it. But I, I oh. did learn. Um, I went on a girls trip last fall with a, um, and one of my other girlfriends is a few, several years older than me, and she ha- she has very black hair naturally, and she had also started the process, and she was showing me like this guy on Instagram who who adds like gray highlights to make it look like so basically so that you never have an awkward ugly duckling grow out phase uh, yeah and there is a ton of strategery that's possible um or people will lighten their hair um so that they're it looks like you're like oh you're just adding highlights you're going from a medium brown to a light brown oh you're almost going blonde and then pretty soon like you're really letting your gray grow in but to the outside observer it looks like more just a series of you know, maybe lightening rather than like from brown to gray. So I did kind of learn about all of that. And then I just decided that for me, what I wanted, I wanted to push through the ugly duckling phase and I wanted to see what my gray pattern was. And I, um, other than haircuts, which we'll get into in a minute, but I decided not to do anything with color where I was having a stylist help me make it less awkward. I just, I opted out of that. You wanted, you wanted the awkward. (laughs) I just was like, well, I also, I wanted to not be going into the salon and not be dyeing my hair. That was a, that was part of it. Right. So then like, why would I now sign myself up for more money and time in a salon? I mean, I understand. I, I shouldn't say, why would I, I understand why people do that. I just decided not to. Okay. Well, you did just get an amazing haircut and I want to talk about that. But first I just want to say that I feel like if I were you, where you are right now, you know, five inches of hair on your head, that's gray. There might be part of me that would be tempted just to cut all the rest of it off yeah. and be done with it. You'll yeah, be like, totally. if I get, if I cut it all off, then I'm done. So I'm curious if there's been any part of you that's wanted to do that. Um, and what this latest really cute haircut, uh, like represented for you. Does it, it feels kind of like the haircut that made the gray real for me. Like yeah. when I see it, it, yeah. it made it a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'll answer that in two ways. First of all, yes, it's very tempting as you start to see the length to just chop off as much as you can and then be done. And I'm not there yet. This is going to take a while. And I don't like the look of myself with short hair. And I know that about myself, but I, I did, I think two different chops in the last year before this most recent chop where my hair was really, really long. And I actually had some really old kind of balayage highlights at the very end. So my first haircut was like, let's just cut three or four inches off the end. So that, cause it was what I was feeling like. It was like gray at the roots. Then it was dark Brown. And then there was this like blonde business at the very end. And I was yeah. like, this is too much. So the first chop was to get rid of that. And then, you know, my hair was still maybe past my shoulders. Then that grew out. And I think I did another like chop it past my shoulders because every time you get rid of that dead weight on the end, yes, you are that much closer to having the gray be the majority of your hair. So I think I had done two chops that really were just about getting dead stuff off the end. Like you're talking about high school hair, like not a style, just like, let's just get healthy. Um, and so I think I, I don't remember when, but I think I had done that twice. And then, um, the cut you're talking about most recently, and we will share photos. Um, I, (laughs) in an auction at a school gala auction, I won a gift card to this salon locally. And I was like, well, I'm going to use this gift card and I'm going to go in. And I walked in and I sat down and I met Ariel is her name. She was so cute and stylish. She's probably 10 years younger than me. So younger than me, but not 20. Um, she's a mom of a, like a toddler. So she kind of like understood the mom thing. She immediately recognized 
obviously the gray grow out like, okay, we're doing this. And I said, you know, I think I'm ready for some layers around my face, maybe some shorter like face framing. I'm not sure. And I, she just like had opinions and took charge. And I cannot tell you how much I love that in a stylist. Maybe for some people, it would be the opposite that you'd feel like, oh no, like this person is like, doesn't know me. I just met them. And Mm -hmm. now they have all these opinions. When I go in, I really want someone who feels like I know what's going to look good on you. And I feel like she kind of sized up my vibe, my style. Like, obviously I'm a mom in my mid forties. I'm not the most cutting edge, but I'm also like, I try, like, I like to dress cute. I like to do my hair. And I think she got that right away. And I said to her, she had short bangs. She had, she has dyed red hair and short bangs and I was not going to do bangs, but around her bangs, she had like kind of shaggy face framing layers. And then she had it curled really cute. And I was like, honestly, I kind of like what you've got going on there. And she's like, yep, I, I, I really think this can work, blah, blah, blah. And she just took over, took charge. And so we did um, much shorter layers around my face than I've had in years. I'm not going to say bangs because the shortest ones are about, if I pull them down, they're about to my chin. So that's not like, it's not really bangs, but for me who loves to pull my hair back, like it's more more hair around my face than I've had in a very long time. And to your point, this is a very long way of getting to the fact that for the gray, that's most of it. So there's finally like, there's, there's some parts of my hair that are mostly gray. I think the very, very tips aren't, but if you picture those, like the hair that grows from your forehead. So what would be grown out bangs, those are mostly gray now. And so when I style it, it really is like face framing silver. And I, I was so happy with that cut. And then she told me about the curling iron she uses, which is just, it's tapered instead of the normal one. And I just bought it off Amazon. It wasn't very expensive. I learned how to use it. And so, yes, that has been a huge confidence boost just in the last month or so. Um, it looks almost like a curtain bang, but a curtain bang that is um, like you got three months ago. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it looks yeah. like grown out bangs. Yeah. Yeah. It looks intentional. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, um, I really, really like it. And, and yes, the gray is implemented. Mm-hmm. It's not like you've got some hair that's gray and you're trying to figure out how to make it work with your old hair. It's like it, it is. It's, it's like it's, it's embodied. Yes. Um, okay. So what has been like the best part of that, about this whole process? Cause you so intentionally chose it. Now you've done it. Would you do it again? And if so, what was the best part? Well, I'm, I feel like I'm mid process. I'm definitely not done, but I, a couple of things have been really fun. One, um, people like to talk about it and I actually get people asking me strangers or people I know kind of like moms at school or whatever. I had a really sweet experience very early on with a mom at school who was like, I didn't know her at all. Um, and she was like, oh my gosh, like you're growing out your hair. It looks so good. And I was like, an inch, maybe like a three quarters of an inch in. And I was like, yeah, really self-conscious. She's like, I'm so gray. I've thought about it. She's from, I think she's from Turkey originally. And she's like in my, like my friends and family back home are like, don't do it. But then people in the States are embracing it. And we just like bonded. And every time I saw that mom, like every month or so at school, we'd be like high-fiving and she did it. Like she did it kind of not because of me, but really like our conversation. She's like, I've been on the fence Yours looks so good. And then she decided to do it. So there is this kind of sisterhood that people love to talk about it or they'll notice it. So that has been really, really fun. Um, I already talked about this like satisfaction in seeing my natural body 
change in a way that's like so interesting. Like I feel like it's like a science experiment on my head that's constantly changing. Mm -hmm. So that part is really fun. Um, and then, yeah, this last, this last style has, has really been, um, I guess re-energized me. I've been drying it and curling it and styling it more often and feeling good. I, I do think there was like a little lull, um, where I was not feeling quite so hot about it, but, um, yeah, I do feel re-energized. So there's been lots of fun parts. So a few weeks ago, I was sending you a message about, uh, a YouTube fitness person, um, that I had been, I've been doing her workouts mm -hmm. Yes, and I was gonna just like off the top of my head say like, she's probably in her fifties or, you know, something like that. And then I was like, well, wait, she's got gray hair, but is she in her fifties? I, I really, I really have no idea because she looks amazing. She's in amazing shape, but she doesn't wear makeup and she let her hair go gray. Right. Yeah. So it's sort of that the, the, um, tell the cultural tell we all have of what age bracket to slot people yeah. in is getting all shaken up. And I'm going to guess you've had some feelings about that. Um, that might've been some of the not so great parts of like how this process has gone. So, so first of all, I want to know what the not as great parts have been. Cause I'm sure there's also been a lot about the awkwardness of any grow out, Yeah, but also have there been times where you're like, but I, now I just don't know if people know how old I am or uh -huh. I don't know how old I'm supposed to look. I could see that being kind of confusing. Yes. I do think there's some of that for sure. I do. Um, I do live in an area where natural gray is pretty common where I am uh, at, at different ages. So I do notice young people who are like also going gray and I don't feel like the only one, but you're right. It is like, it's the, it's the immediate indicator of like, you're not faking it anymore. Remember in all our discussions right. about like age and aging, how like we you've talked about how there's like an age at which you can still like fake young and then you, you can just, pass you and can, then you, yeah, you just can't yeah. anymore. So one of the things that's truly like a, like feels like a bummer sometimes and like a confidence killer is, uh, so this is where I'll get into some of the details around gray patterning. Everybody's gray pattern is different. Um, I talked about how my part is not where I have the most of it for a lot of people. If they start to grow out, their part looks like a skunk, right? Like if you part mm -hmm. your hair down the middle or on the side, and you see that very clear demarcated line of where the gray is growing and then the dye starts. And people I know have a lot of deal with a lot of self-consciousness around that skunk line part. So I don't have that. And so there's a lot of upsides to that because my part and there's a picture that I can share. And Megan, you're kind of looking at like the top of my head is very salt and pepper, but there's plenty of brown. You can see strands of silver, but it's not all silver. Where I am completely white, like white is all around the front of my hairline. So along my forehead, um, which means that when I pull my hair straight back into a ponytail or a bun, um, you're seeing all white. So I go for when my hair is down, I look like a person with salt and pepper brown hair. And now, like we've talked about some kind of silver face framing business when my hair is pulled straight back. I look like the grandma emoji from, you know, like the emoji <laughs> with the, with the bun, because you can't see all the Brown, all the Brown is hidden yeah. in the bun or whatever. And, um, I sent you this, I don't know that I'll share this picture, but I sent you a picture of me and my dad this summer next to each other. My dad has a great head of hair, but it's all white. And mine is I'm like, you look exactly like your I dad. just look like my dad. I look yeah. 25, 30 years older. And I, it's like, it's like, my, what you get in a two dimensional, like looking straight at me straight on 
it makes it look like I am Mrs. Claus. Like you don't, you don't get any of the salt and pepper. You don't get any of the brown. You don't get any of the cute styling. And the, the part that's hard about that is I'm still a busy mom. I still want to throw my hair up in a messy bun sometimes as we yeah. discussed. And if I don't have, and then you add things like if I've just woken up, if I don't have any makeup on, if I happen to be wearing a sloppy outfit, I feel like an, I can age 30 years very shockingly quickly. Um, and part of it is where all of that white hair is growing on me. Like I said, there's some upsides because I don't have the skunk line part at all that so many people struggle with. So it's just, yeah, pros and cons. But that is that is a part where I can look in the mirror sometimes and be like, oh, gee, yeah. Louise. And it's just so it's so extreme. And then if I style yeah. my hair and it's down and cute, I think I look great. You so it's like great. the it's yeah. the the chasm in between has gotten wider. I will say really, I, I don't have gray hair um, really at all, just in my temples. And, and it is very different on blunts. I think there has been something that's happened to me in the last two years where a ponytail does not look good on me anymore, even though I'm not gray. There's something too severe about it. It takes too much off of my face <laughs> and puts it. And then again, like, you know, for me, it's the widow's peak or the the hairline situation. Yeah. Maybe it pulls my skin too hard. I don't know what it is, but even taking away the gray hair, there's just something about a straight back hair yeah, thing. You're right. It's not working for me anymore. Um, I have noticed that there's ways to make it better, like a bright lipstick mm -hmm. or earrings, like dangly earrings yeah. make a huge difference or face framing pieces. So yeah. all that might work for you, even if you then it would look like your dad wearing earrings. Yeah. Or <laughs> and, and having long face framing layers but you know what I mean like it's like then you add on the gray and I can only imagine how much it would yeah amplify well, let's talk really briefly about those face framing pieces because what I I um like from a sensory perspective really have always wanted my hair off my face um and then of course I was a dancer and so I was very used to that and so I love I've always loved the look on other people of like okay let's say you're doing a ponytail well now let's pull a few out so that it's not so severe and I love that look on other people until this haircut, I could not, I would try to do it, but then I would want to pin them back. I would want to like mm. tuck them behind my ear and something about, well, it might just be the psychology we're talking about, which is, I just really don't like the way I look with a straight back severe ponytail. And then the cut that she gave me is so cute and I can easily pull those pieces out and I, and it looks so much better. So cute. So I, I think this is another thing that finally it's just the right time where those pieces don't drive me crazy, but it's been until I'm 43 years old. Well, and it looks like they're the right, they're the right thickness too. Yeah. They're not, they're not too long and it's not going to be like a hank, a big hank of hair. It's going to be like the right amount of hair. Yep. Um, yeah. when she was cutting and she wanted to go a little shorter right in the front, we, when she was doing the cut and she's like, I think it's going to look great if we go a little shorter. And She's like, but do you need to be able to pull this back in a ponytail? And I was like, ah. and then we both were like, we almost said the same thing. We were like, eh, that's what bobby pins are for. Like, it's not right. It's not the end of the world. It'll grow. And so I'm so glad that I greenlit her to go as short as she did. And now I'm already it's been a month or so. I'm already thinking like, yeah, when I go back, I want I really need that grown out bangs look because it. Yeah, it polishes or finishes the situation. You know, it's so funny. I, I had a, a, a thick straight across blunt bang right before the pandemic yeah. and loved it. I remember loved it was it. so cute. And then of course, didn't get my haircut at all 
during COVID, during the early stages of COVID. I don't think I went back for a haircut to like a year and a half. By that point, all of my hair was way grown out. And I just, it's almost feels now like gutsier to do the bang again, which is so stupid. Like, yeah. I don't look that much older than I did three years ago, but, or four, I guess now, but like, it feels, I don't know, like, it just feels like a more youthful cut or something and more daring than what I've been doing. And so part of me wants to kind of go back to the bang or like you did intentionally cut in some side pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Like a longer, like a wave. Hmm. This episode is sponsored by Olive in June. And Sarah, I am just so grateful that I have mastered the art of doing my nails at home. When I look down at my cute manicure, I feel a little more pulled together, no matter how crazy life is at the moment. Thankfully, Olive and June's Manny system makes it so easy and affordable to make Manny time a regular part of my weekly routine. Well, I know the feeling, Megan, and I think it's so fun that with Olive and June, you get to customize your Manny system with your choice of six polishes, plus their top coat is included. So Katie on our team says that she has lately been layering some of their iridescent colors over their gel-like polishes, and the final result looks super shimmery and pretty. I might have to try that this spring. Yeah, and Olive and June press-ons are another cool option. They look so real, and I think it would be a great way to test out another nail shape. A long almond shape is popular right now, and I'm kind of curious what that would look like on me. Okay, well, keep me posted on that one. Listeners, visit oliveandjune.com slash themomhour for 20% off your first Manny system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash T-H-E-M-O-M-H-O-U-R for 20% off your first Manny system. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So Sarah, you said you don't feel done yet. And of course, with only five inches of gray and many more inches on your head, I can't really do that math, but it looks like you still have a good ways to go. When do you feel like it'll the transition itself will be over. Like you might still have some brown hanging out there at the end, but you'll feel more gray than not gray. Yeah. And I, I'm sure that'll happen in stages. Like, like we've said, this last cut definitely feels like a, a, a leap forward. When I follow the gray influencers on the Instagram and I, I followed a bunch initially, and now I just have a couple who show up in my feed. I think that two to three years is pretty common to, depending on how long you wear your hair. And if you do like a big chop, let's say, you you know, you get a cute bob, that's obviously gonna, you're gonna be able to jump to the finish line that way. But I think most people say somewhere between two and three years. And I think that w- that makes sense for me. So I'm, I'm coming up on one year. There's a lot of brown left. Um, but now we're starting to see what that brown looks like. I really like that you can see the strands of silver in all the other parts of my head, not not the face framing that we've talked about, but the rest, I like now I feel like, oh, I see how this is going to look. And it's it took a year really to get to that point. So I think two to three years is probably about accurate. I don't think there's a haircut in my future that's shorter than shoulder length just because I don't, I really don't love that look on me. So for me, it's going to be on the longer end of that because I'm not going to like decide to do a humongous chop. 
Um, and then, you know, the, the people I've followed online, I think will even tell, like some of them will say that it's been five years and, and the people saying it's been five years are really going for a really long, like if you're wearing your hair long and you want the gray to go to the very ends, it's probably more like four or five years. So it's a, it's a long time, but there's a point at which yes, to the casual observer, you, you don't, you no longer are in the ugly duckling stage. Okay. So I have uh, a, a twofold question for you okay. and I'll, I'll answer the same question. Um, what is something you're doing right now with your hair, whether it's like a new product or I don't know, a technique or something that's really working. And then maybe what's something that you'd like to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> how to do better. Yeah. Okay. Um, so really, really working for me is only washing my hair once every, I'm going to say five days, ideally. Dang it, Sarah, that was my answer. Oh, well, we can both talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, mine was every four, but yeah, yes, go I ahead. Sometimes <laughs> I do four. I don't, I'm not militant about it. I don't like necessarily count, but the rhythm is about every four to five. And I, we had this sponsor Gemist a few years ago that, um, you and I both really liked. It was like one of those customized shampoo conditioner, like fill out a quiz and get personalized hair care. Um, they, I believe went completely out of business. I'm pretty sure. Um, and that was sad, but I used them for a couple of years. And then I tried pros a few months ago, which is mm-hmm. just a popular one. They are not currently sponsoring this podcast, but that would be cool if they did. Um, and I was a little skeptical, skeptical because it's pricey and the bottles that arrive are not very big, but it's the same idea. You fill out the quiz and where, even where you live, what the water's like, where you live. Um, and I did, I was able to say about the gray grow out and all of that. But the first um, shampoo and conditioner bottle um, has lasted me more than three months, almost, I think almost four months. And it's a small bottle. So I, I was impressed by that. And I think it's partly due to only washing my hair every four or five days. Um, and so I'm really liking that product. And then back to something we said at the very beginning, I'm really trying to style my hair, making it look cute. So I feel confident once within like within 24 hours of that, of the hair wash, sometimes I let it air dry and it's like, not super cute for a day, but then if I, I usually flat iron it and then curl it and then, then I'm happy for like four to five days. Yeah. So that is what's working. I'm not saying I'm doing it every time, but it's working. Okay. Well, it's funny. Cause as you were talking, I was thinking the one thing I think is working for me is that I'm washing my hair in pretty infrequently, like twice a week, you know, it works out sometimes on the third day and then on the fourth day, but it's typically twice a week. And I think that's working great. Um, everything else is not right now. <laughs> a good hair spot. And I feel like there's a few things that came out of your answer that I would like to emulate. One is I would like to build in some like pleasurable routines around my hair product situation. Again, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's been times in the past I've been really good about that. Like I have a shampoo and conditioner I love to use and I use them in the right intervals, or I have a hair mask that I use once a week or something like that. Something where my hair doesn't feel like such an afterthought Yeah, right now. It feels like a bit of an afterthought. So I'm not thrilled about that. And I think that's something like I have skincare routines that I do very religiously. Like there's a lot of other things I do and my hair has felt a little bit just second fiddle for a while. Um, so there's that I would like to figure out, like, I really love, I love the idea of styling it once all the way to get you through like four days, because I feel like that gets me longer. I'm then satisfied with my hair longer. Um, I think it's too long right now. I think that's why I'm not doing it. It's just mm-hmm. gotten kind of long and like, and I think if I just trimmed like two, three inches off, 
it'd be a more manageable length. And then I'd want to do that again. But right now, even when I curl it or whatever, I just, I'm not even happy with the results even right when I do yeah. it. And I think it's just gotten too long and it's not help. It's not serving me at that length. Like, what am I trying to prove? Right. You know, right. it was for a while. I was like, Ooh, is this rush to how, how long can I grow my hair? And yeah. I think I've realized this long, this yeah. is how long I can grow it. Yeah. I, I um, think that sounds, yeah. that sounds like it makes sense. Like a, a fresh cut would probably yeah. enliven that routine. Yeah. And then, and then really to stick with this, not to like cancel my next appointment because I don't feel like going and sitting in the chair the next one where I'm supposed to get high because last time she just did low lights. And I think this next time she's going to do highlights and low lights. I need to keep that appointment and stick to this routine because it, it could easily be just wasted. Like if I, if I don't go and then I'm like, Oh, I hate my roots and I'm just going to touch them up. I've undone so much yeah. of yes. the work. You're, well, and you're kicking the can farther down the road. Like it, it, you're just borrowing trouble. No, it's the opposite of borrowing trouble. You're giving yourself trouble later. Yeah, exactly. And then I have one other thing. I got a really expensive curling iron. I was influenced to purchase it. It's one of those, like a wand style, I think, where I don't even think it has a, a clampy thing. Yeah. And you do it in reverse somehow. Um, It's the time, T-Y-M-E. Okay, I remember that one. I think it's the same one. I think it's the one that doesn't have the clamp. Maybe I'm Maybe I'm mixing those two up. But anyway, it's supposed to be used a very specific way. I took it over to Jenna's house. I had her do it for me once. It took us a long time to figure it out. Then I could never do it myself. And I just left it at her house, like out of sort of frustration. I just left it there and didn't even bring it home and have never looked at it again. I felt so bad at myself about spending so much money on it and like never figuring it out that I basically just abandoned it. And I want to go get it because it yeah. looks like a cool tool. And I bet if I watched the videos a few times, I think they even have a phone number you can call yeah. and they'll like, talk and you through honestly, it. You just have to practice. So I, I really love both straightening and curling my hair, by the way, I did neither of those things for like, I don't know, 15 years. Like, so I, I had a long season of motherhood where I was never heat styling my hair, but in the last five to seven years, I've, I really enjoy it. I don't love blow drying my hair. So I don't give myself like a blowout very often. I, I really prefer not to, I don't like the noise and I don't like the blowing air. So I will let my hair air dry and then do flat iron and curling iron. And I just, you just get better after lots of trial and error. So I also got a new curling iron after this haircut. And I was like, what in the world do I do with this? It's very different, but now I like it. So just, just practice. That's my little pep talk. Just do it. And it'll look bad a few times and then you'll get better. Well, and it's like, um, and I, I just looked at a picture so I could remind myself it doesn't, it's not the wand style and it's not the non-clamp style. It, what it is, is there's two halves that like split differently. Uh -huh. Yes. I remember these so videos on Instagram. It's not even that it will look bad if I don't do it right. It won't do it Got if it. I don't do, you know what I mean? Like you have to twist your arm a totally different way. And I, you know, me and spatial reasoning, Yeah, uh, I'm watching this video going like, what is even how I don't even know what I'm, how to move my arm. It's probably like braiding your own hair. You don't want to look in the mirror while you're braiding your own hair. Yeah. You have to feel it. You you have to feel it. So you're right. I should just learn how to use the tool. Um, so that's my goal. I'm going to create a pleasurable hair routine that involves products. i like that smell good. Cause that's important. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cut a few inches off. I'm going to stick to my professional, um, highlighting low light lighting schedule. And I'm going to figure out how to use this curling iron. That sounds like a really good plan. Um, I, 
would recommend also podcasts and audiobooks while you are styling. I find that so like I enjoy um the the straightening curling part of hairstyle because I always have something really good to listen to. So I would add yeah. that in okay. there. Um I didn't answer the part about something I want to try or haven't tried yet. And for me, I think now that I am a year in, it would be really good for me to learn a little bit about gray hair specific um, at home products, things like color toning and um, heat protection and the pros shampoo and conditioner has been great, but there are definitely things that will help the white and the, the silver parts mm-hmm. from getting yellow. And like, it's just a different type of color protection and heat protection and also texture because gray hair is coarser. Um, so I, I feel like when I first started following all the Instagrammers. There was a lot of those kind of product recommendations, but I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't really have the gray hair yet. I'm just at the beginning. So ne- I think that would be a next step for me. And if anyone out there has good recommendations, um, I think that would be fun for me to try some, whether it's a mask or like a deep conditioner mm-hmm. or something that is really for gray haired folk like me. Yeah. Well, I feel like, Megan, this was an awful lot of talking about our the hair on our head without showing any visuals. So we we will find a way to show some pictures. I fully admit I, I still am a little self-conscious of just putting hair pictures like on the Internet. I don't know why, but I'll definitely put them in our Facebook group and probably in Instagram stories, um, maybe the show notes so that you can see what we're talking about. And I don't know if you have any. Well, you have some pretty hair pictures from around your wedding and stuff. But if yeah, there's my anything hair, my, you want to I really share. liked my wedding hair. I should yeah. mention that that was a perfect, like, loose braided updo that Jenna did and had curly bits around my face. Yeah, it was beautiful. And I really liked it. Um, but that's very different from throwing my hair in a <laughs> clip. In the clock Turns up. out. See every but day. Yes, I'm sure I can share some pictures. And And honestly, I'm not sure that I would share a picture of the way my hair looks pulled straight back with no help because I hate it so much. But if you have hair, you can imagine, you yeah. can visualize what that looks like. Yeah. So, so funny. yeah. Yeah. So we will find a place um, to share those because we know this is hard to visualize for a whole 45 minutes of talking about our hair. Um, well, this was really fun. Thanks everybody for cheering me on. I have gotten lots of nice messages from you all. Um, anytime I have shown my face, um, and there are others out there doing it too. So cheering each other on. That is, uh, that's it for the hair discussion. Megan, what you got going on? <laughs> well, I just wanted to, <laughs> well, that's all I've got going on, Sarah, is hair. hair. Just that's, hair. It. that's it. That, and I'm planning a retreat. So I would love for people to um, check out reinventretreat.com. I am having a live retreat in Southwest Michigan and virtually this October 20th through 22nd. There's also an early bird option if people just can't get enough of Southwest Michigan. The time of year, it is quite quite beautiful. Um, yeah, you can find out more about that at reinventretreat.com. And there is a special discount of 15% if you use the code MOMHOUR. And that is going on through August 30th. So you want to jump on that. Yeah, definitely jump on that. I can't believe October is already like, like a that month close. that we're talking about soon. Um, crazy. Well, we will be back with you in your ears and your podcast feeds a week from today, next Tuesday. And we'll talk to you then. Talk to you then. Thanks for listening to The Mom Hour. Everything we talked about in today's episode is available at themomhour.com. And hey, while you're there, you can find more than 500 podcast episodes, plus articles, playlists, and resources about motherhood and parenting at every stage. And if you like today's episode, we'd love it if you would take a minute to share the show with another mom in your life. 
You can also find us on Instagram at the mom hour chatting and interacting with listeners between episodes. Thanks for being here, friends. We'll talk to you soon. Hey, everyone, Sarah here. Megan and I would absolutely love it if you hit pause right now, right where you're listening and left the mom hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, that's one of the absolute biggest ways you can thank us. And it really takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, just navigate to the Mom Hours show listing. So not the episode you're listening to right now, but the kind of landing area for our show as a whole. And then scroll down to leave a rating or review. Thank you so much. Sarah, I started a Substack last spring just kind of as an experiment, and it turns out I love it. I'm treating it kind of like an old school blog, writing about things that are happening in my life. Megan, I've loved following your stuff on Substack, and I actually just really like Substack in general. You know, we've both been a lot less active on Instagram lately, and I'm finding that Substack scratches that itch to connect and create without all the busyness of a typical social media feed. So I would love it if Mom Hour listeners wanted to look me up there. I'm at meganfrancis.substack.com, and that's Megan with two A's. M-E-A-G-A-N-Francis.substack.com.